on this conference edition of My Creative Classroom, I chat with Robert Martellacci, co-founder and CEO of C21 Canada and founder and CEO of Mindshare LearnTech. He will be one of the members of the Cross Canada panel during the Atlantic Education Summit, which takes place on June 23rd to June 26th, 2020. Our conversation takes us from Robert's start in EdTech and how a growth mindset is how we can innovate and evolve education. We walk through how COVID learning has affected not only students but also educators around the world and what the future of education may look like as we move past the pandemic and into some form of new normal. My name is Brian Willett and welcome to My Creative Classroom Conference Edition. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on My Creative Classroom, the special conference edition. Today on the show, we have a special guest who will be part of a cross-Canada panel during the Atlantic Education Summit. I am pleased to welcome Robert Martellacci. Robert, thank you so much for joining me on the show. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you for having me. So, Robert, let's tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure, absolutely. I do a lot of interesting things in education. Uh, It wasn't a direct path by any means uh, in terms of my career trajectory. I actually started in sport administration, uh, studied sport management at York University, became the sport information director for a number of years, played hockey, still play hockey with the faculty guys. And my left winger is a former president who's turned 90 last year or 91 this year now. Uh, and, uh, just, you know, that notion of growth mindset, I attribute to, uh, to my left winger for sure. But, uh, I, uh, then moved over to the business side of the university at York, ran the, the Alliance and I met Kevin O'Leary's uh, good buddy and, uh, they were launching, uh, a learning company, software company. Uh, this was over 20 years ago. And I said, wow, that sounds really interesting. So I, you know. Uh, technology was just coming on the scene. The internet, you know, we'd gotten at the university. I mean, we're talking mid nineties, mid to late nineties. And uh, so I said, wow, I'd really be interested in talking to him. And I, I did Kevin O'Leary's startup with the school division of the learning company. You might, you're young enough. You might remember Raider Rabbit and Kid Fix and all those great products. So I launched that in Canada and that was my foray into education as a country manager. And uh, it was so inspiring to really, uh, you know, impact uh, learning uh, in the early days of, of technology um, software. And uh, we became the largest publisher acquired by Mattel. My twin boys at the time were young and they got all these great toys. And they thought for, that went from working for Reader Rabbit to uh, working for Barbie. So uh, they thought that was kind of cool. And, uh, but then uh, we were sold and the, and, the, and the sale didn't go well. And I was lured away to another company that uh, was an ASP provider, leading edge. And I had experienced being part of the top, you know, branded company in the world. And then the dot-com crash, you know, and this is something that's interesting. I'd be writing a blog about it, you know, for start, it's never been a better time to start, you know, during a crisis. And that's what I did. I, you know, the dot-com crash was, was pretty devastating in the early 2000s. And uh, that's when I started Mindshare Learning Technologies, Canada's learning and technology magazine we publish. We do strategy consulting. We have a conference that uh, we host every year, the Canadian EdTech Summit. And 
Dr. Mario Chason, who is the chair of the Atlantic Education Summit, spoke at that uh, back in December. And um, so that's, you know, one of my key focuses is mindshare learning technology. And then we have C21 Canada, Canadians for 21st Century Learning and Innovation that I co-founded. Um, really a not-for-profit, really aimed at, you know, inspiring innovation and moving systems forward across the country. We're coming up to our 10th anniversary and uh, we're, we got a big event planned. Uh, our inaugural summit had uh, former Prime Minister Paul Martin at it and we're looking to get him back and, and really celebrate 10 years of innovation. And, uh, you know, in COVID learning time, as they call it, you know, we've never seen a more transformational period when it comes to technology for teachers. So here we are today, and I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that next Friday, I wasn't busy enough, so I decided to open a co-working innovation center three years ago that uh, is a pretty cool place for the that really focuses on the future work and learning. And it's the first ever in a shopping mall in Canada. So uh, my days are pretty full and busy and never a dull moment. And it sounds like you, you've had a past and you're currently still engaged within the education system in learning, whether it be from 20 years ago um, with those learning platforms or even today with Mindshare Learning Tech um, as well as C21. It sounds like you, you have your foot in the door and you want to stay there. So with your work that you've done in education, what do you think this current crisis, this global pandemic of COVID-19, how will that affect education and how will it transform the way either learners learn or teachers teach? Wow, that's a great question, Brian. You know, uh, we created the Canadian uh, Coalition for Learning at Home uh, uh, to support in, uh, learning in this crisis. And we created a, a hub of resources valued at around 50 million. We had a CIO uh, uh, Alliance panel discussion on the future of learning uh, in COVID time and what's next. Uh, and, and Dr. Chason was part of that panel. So, you know, we've had to really pivot and uh, the human spirit and innovation and, you know, the notion of we're all in this together has never been more uh, evident in, in education because the, the sign of a healthy community is a healthy education system. And people have really pulled together and really taken the, the best of the best. And, you know, um, and the, the amount of sharing and collaboration <clears throat> in part, in large part, because of the education technology tools that are available at our fingertips, just like we're having this conversation online today on the podcast, you know, the, all the tools, whether it's Zoom or Google Meet or Teams, um, there's a multitude of, of platforms, <clears throat> learning management systems that have enabled us to continue learning in, in dynamic ways. Now, I never anticipated that there would be a hundred percent uptake of technology in my lifetime by teachers because there's always the laggards, but you know, everyone had to pivot, you, you know. And if you look at the SAMR model, yes, some were at the lowest form where they're emailing worksheets, but hey, it's a start, right? Everyone's at a different place. And, and the exciting part of it is I don't think we'll go back. So come to back to school, you know, we'll take what tools worked. And, you know, I see it being a hybrid model um, when we go back to school. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Everyone is at a different place when it comes towards technology and implementing it within education and almost not that they were forced, but, you know, this transition to technology learning at home 
really kind of forced us as educators to find ways to innovate and adapt in our current situation. And hopefully to your point, you know, as we transition back to in-person teaching, that we use those tools and technologies to continue that transformation and not just simply revert back to uh, the traditional styles and means that once were. And you mentioned your work with uh, C21 as well as Mindshare Learning Tech. So as our listeners are looking for that information, how do they access your your Mindshare Learning reports um, or magazine? Yeah, they can go to www.mindsharelearning.ca or c21canada.org. And we've got a vast array of resources, excuse me, available. And, uh, you know, we crafted the seven C's, the Shifting Minds document. Uh, We've got a number of uh, Spirals of Inquiry playbook. So some great free resources. And and really, it's about making an impact, right? And, And when I look at the transformation that's currently happening, uh, you know, for yourself, Brian, you know, what inspired you from a growth mindset? I mean, you launched a podcast, you didn't have to do a podcast, but you wanted to share and you wanted to inspire others. And I'm curious because, you know, I, I like asking that question, you know, that's the critical piece in, in innovation is having that growth mindset as a professional, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or an astronaut for that matter. You have to stay at the forefront to be at the top of your game. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's a switch of interviews here and, and you're asking me the questions. Uh, I'll say, you know, this podcast specifically is is geared towards sharing ed tech and, and, and hearing the voices behind the companies, which exactly what we're doing here today is oftentimes educators don't have the time to to do the research and find out about Robert, who who is behind the C21 and, and Mindshare Learning. But these conversations help guide that information and help um, individuals and educators, administrators, whomever in education to know more about the products that are available in EdTech, as well as the companies that are there um, to support them and work alongside them as we either transition to a new normal or just implementation of, of technology and tools that really can help transform education. So that's a long-winded answer of, of the why this podcast exists. And having individuals such as yourself on, on the show is really what helps create this environment for learning. Um, oftentimes, we we don't get to connect with with people from all over the world uh, and talk about really geek out on educational tools and and reports and services and and information. Um, so that's where that goes. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and it, it's been great so far. Um, let's go back to the Atlantic Education Summit. I think you have we have a lot to share, and I'll have to have you back on the show to dig deep into. C21, as well as your conference that you mentioned that you you that just went by. So obviously another conference may be coming. So we'll have to ch- chat about that. So at the Atlantic Education Summit, you will be sitting on a cross Canada panel uh, of experts uh, to field questions. But also there's this VR component to this summit. Um, so the organizers are trying to obviously up their game a little bit in the sense that we can't be in, in person. So maybe we can be in person through our avatars. Do you think that this virtual reality is a component that other conferences will start taking up as we move forward, whether you know we have the ability to go in person or not? And as well as classrooms, do you think this could be a transition to a new normal, if you will, um, whether we can be in person or we have a space where we can kind of socialize in this avatar world? Great question. And we're really honored to be part of uh, the Atlantic Education Summit. And uh, I'm on the uh, organizing committee as well. Mario put me on that. And it's uh, such an honor. It's uh, 
I think it's its seventh year in uh, in in operation, and it's never been a more timely uh, event because of uh, COVID and really helping education and industry leaders and government understand, you know, what's where we're at and what's coming, and to make sense of all the complexities of of continued learning. Um, the VR component takes me back to. Uh, my master's in EdTech at Pepperdine, where we looked at second life and, and, and engage. It may even be that second life environment because it looks very reminiscent of when we were exploring it back in like 2006, which seems like ions ago. And um, when you consider the online uh, aspect of a conference and this kind of interaction, um, and one to many, uh, you don't have that opportunity for a more personalized conversation. So uh, Engage uh, uh, enables that through their VR component. And uh, so we're going to be walking into what appears to be a, a conference hall and, um, and you'll be able to network with people and you'll see their names above their, their avatar. And uh, so th when you think through the concept, it, it, it really takes a bit of time to, to get your head into the game, if you will. But it, it's, I think it's super cool and valuable to be able to be amongst a group virtually and then, you know, interact with people that you would be interested in connecting with and, and engages the enabler. I think when it comes to the future of learning and VR, Imagine, you know, my brother-in-law is an aeronautical engineer. Imagine, you know, um, an airplane mechanic uh, does not need his um, manual any longer. You know, augmented reality and those types of tools will enable you to see things differently and and, and create more efficiencies. So, uh, and then I've, I've seen, you know, the 360, you know, uh, physiology of a body and, you know, for medical students or doctors. So the, yeah, it's going to creep its way in, but the reality is, you know, it took smart technologies 20 years to be an overnight success as I joked in the past with uh, the founder of smart Nancy Knowlton and that technology is passe. Now what people are saying uh, in COVID learning time, as they call it, that, that 20 years has been reduced to like one. You know, if you can make an impact with your tool and it works, you know, that's why it's never been a more exciting time to be in education and and never a greater time to start something new. If you have the passion and the expertise and, you know, this is what the Atlantic Education Summit is all about. It's about inspiring and and, and collaborating and sharing. So that 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 virtual environment will ju do just that portion of it. Because no one wants to sit at their computer, you know, from nine to five and just sit and get, you know. So that's kind of the inspiration around that. And kudos to Mario for that. It's, uh, he's quite a pioneer. Yeah, for sure. And when you talk about growth mindset and being innovative, for sure, you know, obviously uh, Mario has done that in, in this conference and, and providing this opportunity for educators to experience something completely different. And to your point of just sitting and getting um, that's not what the summit has been about for the last seven years. And, and I, I don't see it wanting to do that 
just this year. So they obviously that transformation to VR and and having that networking ability and avatars and just that whole new world experience for for people. Uh, so yeah, kudos to him and, and the and the committee for putting such a a cool experience together for for this year's summit. Uh, so Robert, I thank you for joining me on the show. If there is there anything else that you'd like to add to our listeners before before we head out? Well, sure. Yeah, you know we we're, we're excited to be you know uh, on the the Cross Canada panel and really you know the Atlantic Education Summit is an opportunity for. Uh, delegates, you know, virtually from across Canada or anywhere in the world to get a real uh, deep insight into the Canadian landscape of what's happening in each of the regions. Uh, you know, at, at one point uh, years ago, I remember asking regularly, whether it was a minister of education or director, do you think, you know, we should have a national education department? You know, because we've got all these provinces and all these departments and territories and just you know it, it appears to be inefficient but i've came to uh, come to value the regional nuances and differences and uniqueness of our country that makes us one of the best systems in the world because we all learn from each other and share and that's part of the inspiration around our uh, Schools of the Future Challenge, our contest that wraps up in two weeks. So give a plug to that. So we're giving away, we've given away about a million dollars in prizes and we're asking teachers and students to share their, you know, innovative learning, uh, remote learning activities in a short two to three minute video and they can win over 30,000 in prizes uh, for their school. So that's part of our commitment to continue to move the innovation needle forward across Canada. You know, we want this to be the best country in the world and and you have to have the best education system and keep nurturing student success. And um, that's what we love to do every day. Yeah, and I encourage everyone to take a look at that Schools of the Future program or that, that challenge, if you will, for some great opportunities to win some prizes and share and even just go check out and see what everyone else is sharing their videos that are that are being shared for that uh, promotion, that challenge, because uh, there's been a lot of winners. I mean, it's been going on for multiple years, correct? We're in our 12th year and, and New Brunswick has been a perennial winner. I don't know, what is it, the water or what? But New Brunswick teachers rock. That's fantastic. And this is exactly where we'll end our show, where New Brunswick teachers rock. I think it's a great opportunity for all educators across the country to share with schools of the future, share what they see could transform education and how they see what tomorrow looks like. So Robert, thank you so much again for joining me on the episode to share your insights and your information about the Atlantic Education Summit. And we look forward to seeing your avatar in that virtual reality space at the summit during the June 23rd, 26th event. And can't wait to hear your conversation during the Cross Canada panel.